Welcome to chapel for our harvest service. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious, for his steadfast love endures forever. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, Set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Consider the birds of the air. They do not sow or gather into barns, yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Lord, have mercy. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not toil or spin, yet even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Christ, have mercy. How little faith we have. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Lord, have mercy. God have mercy upon us, pardon and forgive us for all our sins and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal God, you crown the year with your goodness and you give us the fruits of the earth in their season. Grant that we may use them to your glory, for the relief of those in need and for our own well-being. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The set Bible readings for today all seem to have something to say, or they seem to me to have something to say anyway, and so I wanted them all to be read. Um, so we'll listen to them one by one, and I'll say a few words in between each one. The first is from the second chapter of the book of the prophet Joel. A reading from the book of Joel. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, 
for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain, as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. Here ends the reading. This prophecy was uttered into the experience of a locust plague of biblical proportions. You can see what I did there. A generation's prosperity had been wiped out, and the helpless nation was in a state of despair. Does that sound familiar? When they heard the promise of verse 25, I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Did they laugh Joel to scorn, or did faith rise in their hearts? When we hear a promise like that, do we think, yeah, right? Or does faith rise in our hearts too? Don't get me wrong, I get the scorn. If every year failed to live up to expectations, 2020 is it, isn't it? St Peter's Church in Musselburgh, where I used to work, along with virtually every other organisation in the country, naively drew up a 2020 vision, where we planned to be by 2020, drawing on the optician's definition of eyes that see clearly. Neat, huh? Well, we didn't see this coming, did we? And I suspect that many will be only too happy to shake the dust of 2020 from their feet in a couple of months' time. But it would be a shame to be too hasty. After all, shouldn't there be some things that we're giving thanks for? Let's have our next reading. A reading from Matthew's Gospel. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Here ends the reading. A great many of us have been fed and clothed with money that we have not earned, not just inherited wealth, but also through the government's furlough scheme. We've enjoyed time with family that we would not normally have had. We've even maybe had a physical harvest this year where there might often be none, as that patch of grubby grass out the back has been gardened to within an inch of its life. We've acquired new skills, read, played music, DIY'd, built, ploughed up and generally got on with things. And whilst we can point to those whose experience has been miserable, if ours has been good, we should call it as such and give thanks. But I am miserable and I want someone to blame. I blame the government. Let's hear from St Paul in 1 Timothy. A reading from Paul's first letter to Timothy. First of all, then, I urge the supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings to be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, 
so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Here ends the reading. I believe we get the leaders we pray for. If we spent half of the time we spend moaning about our leaders, praying for them instead, I suspect they'd be an awful lot better and we'd have a lot less to moan about. It's commanded here in Scripture. It's right in the sight of God. So why don't we give it a go? In fact, let's do it now. Pick a school leader. Someone who's in leadership at the school. And then pick a global or national leader. It can be anyone. Hold those people up in your mind. Let's pray. Father, you know these leaders better than they know themselves. You know their strengths and weaknesses, their skills and failings. Whether they have been placed there democratically or not, they can be your person for the tasks that lie ahead. Use them, Lord. Inspire them. Guide and direct them with the power of your Holy Spirit, so that we might rejoice in them and with them. Thank you for them now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Psalms 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like people renewed in health. Our mouths were full of laughter and our tongues sang aloud for joy. Then among the nations it was said, The Lord has done great things for them. Great things indeed the Lord did for us and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, Lord, and as streams return in the Negev. Those who sow, sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will come back with songs of joy, carrying home his sheaves. Here ends our reading. This last reading contains one of the great hopes of Scripture, that those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. The tears come from those close to starving, having to throw the last few grains that could make a valuable meal or two, into the soil that they may become next year's crop. Now I'm sure that the office wear packages of Microsoft and their ilk have reduced all of us to tears this year, whether teacher or student or frustrated parent, but we trust that as we pay this stuff out with tears and weeping, God is working on the harvest that is to come, and we hold in our hearts the coming joy that that will bring to us, the coming joy that will be brought to the world as they carry home the sheaves of harvest. Let us pray. For the promise of harvest contained within a seed, we thank you. For the oak tree within an acorn, the bread within a grain, the apple within a pip, the mystery of nature, gift wrapped for us to sow, we thank you. Amen. May God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the source of all goodness and growth, pour his blessing upon all things created and upon you, his children, that you may use his gifts to his glory and the welfare of all peoples. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you, 
and remain with you always. Amen.